0: What's your name? My name is Snoop. All right, Snoop. What you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. And this is for the hustlers This is for the hustlers Now back to the G's This is for the G's And this is for the hustlers This is for the hustlers Now back to the G's Freeze At ease Now let me drop some more of them keys It's 199 trace, So let me just play It's Snoop Dogg I'm on the mic I'm back with Dr. Drake But this time I'm gonna hit your ass With a touch To leave motherfuckers In the days Fucked up do it live fuck it do it live
1: yes sir welcome 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 to episode number 14 of the bronx bias podcast i am your host my name is denzel thank you guys so much for just tuning in uh liking subscribing sharing um, being active on the social media platforms, engaging with me with the comments, questions, concerns, uh, telling, telling people about it, giving people my information, um, sending them my way. I truly, truly appreciate all the love and the support I have received in this early, early stage of this show. And um, I always just want to start the show with just saying thank you because without no one listening, I'm basically just... Talking to myself, <laughs> so um, you know, I, I am really uh, appreciative and thankful for all the love and the support that I have received and in, in this time that I've been doing this podcast. Today's intro was "G's and Hustlers" by Snoop Dogg off the album "Doggy Style." Um, if you guys want to download or stream, shout out to Snoop man. If you guys have uh, been listening from the very very beginning when I named my top five hip hop albums, Snoop Dogg is definitely in there with "Doggy Style." I love that shit, man. I still love it to this day. Like there's not a lot that's better in my opinion. In my opinion. I know how y'all get. In my opinion, there's not many albums better than Doggy Style. So Dr. Dre, man, that beat is crazy. He was he was snapping on those beats like. And we all know what the caliber of Dr. Dre. We already know what he does if, you know, if you guys are hip-hop fans. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like the way that he composed the beats for Snoop on this on this go-round was, like, second to none. Even compared to the Chronic or to the NWA shit or to the Chronic 2001 shit or even 50 Cent joints, game joint, like, Eminem joints. I just feel like the way that he made beats for Snoop is, like, second to none. So, shout-out to them. Um, and, man, I would love... If Detox ever comes out, (laughs) which it never will, but if Detox ever comes out, man, I would love to hear Dre and Snoop restore the feeling on on a track, so shout out to them again, and uh, you know, whenever Detox comes out, I'll be waiting for it, I know that. We're going to have a great, 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 great pot today. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Fantastic, fantastic mood. Um, So let's go. So, of course, we start the shows with my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the pod, Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, maybe it's your first time listening, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, maybe never heard before, um, just to show all the different things and all the different um, layers and facets that the Bronx has to offer and how much the Bronx has contributed to society as we know. So. Your Bronx fact for today is located in the Melrose section. The Bronx Museum of the Arts, founded in 1971, exhibits 20th century and contemporary art through its central museum space and 11,000 square foot of galleries. Many of its exhibitions are on themes of special interest to the Bronx. Its permanent collection features more than 800 works of art, primarily by artists from Africa, Asia, and Latin America, including paintings, photographs, prints, drawings, and mixed media. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 14. Yes!
0: Yes!
1: So, if you guys heard last week, um, I made it uh, a point to, to let you guys know that. You know, I'm not going to do any more coronavirus coverage unless there are significant, significant breakthroughs in terms of maybe a cure or in um, legislation that has happened with it or in terms of like significant uh, updates and like drug trials for finding a cure. But really, like I have no interest in covering that shit. I am not Wolf Blitzer. I am not Anderson Cooper. That is not my job to cover the news. Um I again suggest the uh, New York Times if you guys you know want to be updated on things and CNN.com two great resources. And um, but I still want to urge everyone out there to please stay safe, please stay protected, protect your family, loved ones, friends. Please follow the CDC guidelines as to keep yourself safe and people around you safe. Please practice your social distancing. Please uh, wear the mask and the gloves. Um, when you, when you are going, when you do have to go out in public, you know, the weather is starting to break, starting to get a little warm out, you know, and I understand the itch. I just want to go outside and enjoy the weather, but we have to still adhere to these guidelines because the numbers could go down, but then they could also go right back up if we're not careful. So let's just take the steps, um, to remain safe and, um, you know, just keep, keep our heads up and keep shouldering on in this quarantine time because it will pass and we will get through it it's just that we cannot jeopardize all the progress we've made um being a little irresponsible so you know um but keep your heads up guys because it will get better and it will turn around and we will be able to enjoy um the beautiful weather that is on our way So with that being said, our top story today is.
0: We have just received a report that New York City is under attack by swarms of killer bees. They have been seen approaching from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens and Staten Island. We urge you to stay in your homes at this time as we will be bringing you up to the minute information. This just ends. Police are reporting that there's a man on top of a skyscraper ready to jump. I'm told that he is possibly Old Dirty, a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. The police suspect that there could be some connection between this Old Dirty man and the killer bee.
1: That's right. We are talking about the murder hornets. No! and and really that was a um interlude from the beginning of the Wu-Tang Clan song Triumph um from the album Wu-Tang Forever and any excuse to any excuse to play Wu-Tang Clan I'm going to use it so <laughs> if that like threw you off a little bit like I was like you probably in your head like what the hell is that but that's the beginning of the Wu-Tang song Triumph where they're saying that Wu-Tang won't well, know Wu-Tang is um, another alias for them are Wu Tang Killer Bees. So in the beginning of the song, they made it seem like you know the killer bees were swarming, murder hornets, killer bees swarming, whatever. Any excuse to play Wu Tang, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna use it. But yes, we are talking about the murder hornets. The Asian giant hornet or Vespa mandarinia has arrived in North America. In the past several days, photographs and videos have surfaced showing how viciously this insect has attacked honeybees. It crawls into hives and rips the heads off of bees in large numbers, making its supervillain nickname, Murder Hornet, feel disturbingly apt. Government agencies and local beekeepers have sprung into action, hoping to eradicate the hornet before it can consolidate a foothold in the continent. Success may lie in how the predator and prey interact naturally. V. mandarinia is the largest hornet in the world. The female worker may grow to a length of four centimeters, an inch and a half, and the insect has large biting mouth parts that enable, to decap- enable it to decapitate its victims. Hornets are usually solitary hunters, but between late summer and fall, V. mandarinia workers may band together to conduct mass attacks on nests of other social insects, notably honeybees. U.S. beekeepers supply millions of honeybees each year uh, to help pollinate at least 90 agricultural crops. And they are worried if the new raider and they are worried that this new raider could further worsen already deep losses in important pollinator populations. That's true. Bees are like somehow, some way going extinct. And like a bee, we don't you know, everyone thinks of a bee like, oh, it's just you, It hurts. But. Bees are very vital into keeping basically the world turning because they pollinate crops to help them grow and we eat that production. So it's like hand in hand. The bee needs to pollinate the crop so the crop could grow so we could eat. So it all goes hand in hand. And that's why the murder hornet is like big deal right now. Uh, beekeepers in government. Government agents hope to eradicate the murder hornet before it comes entrenched because no human wants to deal with this hornet either. Milligram for milligram, its venom may be less toxic than the honeybee's, but the hornet is so much larger that it packs a bigger dose and it could sting again and again. People stung by this hornet have described the experience as being stabbed with a metal hot pin. The stinger is long enough to pierce through the standard protective gear beekeepers wear. Even assuming experts find a way to protect honeybees and beekeepers, if the murder hornet is not eradicated, then wild honeybees and other social insects such as bumblebees will have no defenses and will be on their own against a fierce new predator. As Sue Kobe, a researcher and bee breeder in Washington state says it will be ugly. It's like 2020 is like, Literally finding every way to fuck with us (laughs) with fucking uh, with the great losses that we've experienced this year in terms of, you know, great people who have lost their lives to now the outbreak of the coronavirus to fucking the quarantine, the protest of people against the quarantine the uh, elected officials that we have who don't know shit about shit and now the fucking murder hornets it's like dog how much more can we deal with it's only five months into the year and it's funny because you know everyone um you know posts that that meme on social media of the woman stepping up It's two blocks. One block is lower than the next, and they usually put 2019 into 2020, but people have reversed it and made (laughs) the woman step back down because we want to go back to 2019 because 2020 has been, for lack of a better term, a shit show. You know, there's a lot of positives, of course. There's always positives in every situation, but... Man, this first five months of the year has been very, very difficult. So the fucking murder hornets is out now and they eradicate the bees and bees are very important to the fucking world. Like this shit is crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's it's wild times out here. It's wild times. So, you know, I just this is the what I want to end the murder hornets thing on. Just think about this. Imagine. You survived the coronavirus you have survived Ebola we have survived um h one n one that's the swine flu we've survived SARS we've survived the bird flu like and, and we've survived all these things we survived the first four years of Trump and then you just walking up and down the street regular day you've managed to breakthrough overcome and you get got by a goddamn murder hornet i'll be so fucking tight you get got by a goddamn murder hornet like and i go up to talk to god i'm like yo god you you for real bruh you didn't have me survive all these virus pandemics all these stupid ass world leaders and and the police too you didn't have me survive the police just to get got by a goddamn murder hornet. Can you explain this to me, please, God? Can you explain this to me? But yeah, man, is you if if anything, if the positive that you could take from this, because we don't know how, you know, deep the murder hornet has uh become in, in North America, like we don't know how many have managed a way to manage to bring themselves over here. So, if anything, you can look at this as a positive. If you needed further uh, reasoning to stay your ass in the house, coronavirus is telling you to stay in the house, and the goddamn murder hornet is telling you to stay your stupid ass in the house. Don't get got out here. Don't get caught slipping, all right? Don't get caught slipping by no murder hornet. You cannot survive the police. You cannot survive all these goddamn viruses and get got by a murder hornet, all right? So stay safe out here. Keep your head on the swivel. All right. Keep your head on a swivel. You guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R.O.D.G.E.R.S. Neighborhood. N.E.I.G.H.B.O.R.H.O.O.D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood. R O D G E R S neighborhood N G H B R H D. There are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. I'm saying it and repeating it for the millionth time because I ask you guys weekly to send in questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything that you have for me. And you guys have not failed in the 14 or in the 13 weeks that I've been asking you episode when I didn't ask um, or episode when I didn't read anything because I didn't have anything. Um, in the 13 weeks that I've been asking you guys, have been consistent. You guys ask me, you guys engage, and I really, truly, truly appreciate it because, like I said in the beginning, if no one's listening to me, if no one's clicking on this, then I'm just talking to myself. So I really appreciate the, the love, the support, and the engagement that you guys have with me. So we're going to read some of the questions that I have received. The first one says... What was the last movie that made you cry? Um, well, it's probably it's two and I didn't cry, but I was like, it hit me like in the heart of two, two movies that I seen most recently. The first is the Avengers. Now, most people, of course, the Avengers action, blah, blah, blah. How can you get emotional with that? Well, and it's not for the reason that you think, um, Of course, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, which you probably should have. Everyone should have seen this movie by now. But spoiler alert still, um, it's not even at the part where Tony Stark Iron Man dies. It's not that part. So to fully understand my emotional state watching this movie or at this particular part, you have to rewind a little bit. So in the Avengers Infinity War, which is the movie before Endgame, The Avengers are unable to stop Thanos from snapping and dissolving half of the world, right? They're unable to do it. He's too strong. In that, when he snaps his fingers, um, one of the people who is ultimately dissolved is Spider-Man, Peter Parker. And Tony Stark, Iron Man, feels like, well, he felt like really responsible for looking after Peter maybe because Peter didn't have a dad or maybe because he just felt like he saw so much promise in Peter took a real liking to him. He just felt like it was his duty to look after Peter Parker, Spider-Man. So when Peter Parker is dissolved and snap, snap dissolved, he's obviously very emotional about it. So in fast forward now, into beginning of end game, um, Tony Stark is lost at in space. Um, And he's about to die. And um, before he dies, he's rescued by Captain Marvel. Spoiler alert. I know I said it, but I'm giving the whole movie away. Um, When he's rescued by Captain Marvel and brought back to Earth, the first thing he says when he gets off of the ship um, to the other remaining alive Avengers is, with tears in his eyes, he says, I lost the kid, meaning he lost Peter. Peter died. Fast forwarding again now to um toward the end of the movie, the Avengers figure out a way to bring back all the people who were snapped, dissolved by Danos. They figure out a way to bring them back. When Peter finally returns, he comes out of the little portal and he's super excited to see Iron Man. He's like, oh, Iron Man, oh my God, I don't even know what happened. We were fighting and then I don't know. I didn't. And then he dissolved and I was I don't know where I was. Right. And then Tony can't even say anything. He just looks at him with tears in his eyes and gives him a hug. I was like, Oh God, right in my heart. Now I didn't cry of course, but that, that hit me, that hit me right in the heart. I was like, Oh, he just loves, he just loves Spider-Man so much. Ah." Like that's the first one. The second one is in the Joker movie, which is uh, all around very, very sad movie. And a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I really liked it. I, thought that they did a very good job with that shit like they like really killed it in my opinion and um it's just an overall sad movie especially telling you like an origin story of the joker's life but it's just their adaptations like their spin on it and um in the movie you know he's he goes through a lot of shit he he's in counseling he just he says he just wants to feel better he's on several different medications his mother's ailing um He's very frail, it's very thin, he's poor um, you know he uh, a lot of people take advantage of him you know give him a raw deal you know a lot of shit happens to him but finally he like works up the courage and asks a woman in his building that he's attracted to out for a date and she agrees and then they show um, them going out on a date they like go to the carnival, And then they go to like uh, a diner and they hang out and, you know, he seems happy. And when his mother's health um, takes a significant downturn, she's there in the hospital with him. She comforts him shit like that. Right. But as they explore more into his psyche or as they show you more of his um, breaking psyche, um, you be, you realize that he hallucinated all of that shit. So, the same frames where they show you he they show you him together with the woman like at the carnival playing the games and in the diner um and in the hospital with the woman you realize that he's been alone the entire time and that's just been uh like he he hallucinated it like it's been a, a like a facade so basically he just imagined all of those things um, I guess to just comfort himself like and he's just truly just an alone person now um, that when I when that shit happened in the movie I didn't cry but I was like almost there like I felt a few tears welling up in my eyes and I, I don't care how you guys think of me about that that shit got me and I didn't cry I have to say it but like I teared up a little bit for that shit That shit really hit me, and I was like, God damn, like, in my mind, just like, damn, this is sad, like, but I love that movie, I really did, so, um, shout out to Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix, man, they killed it, they killed that shit, so, um, that, hopefully that answers your question, the next one says, um, what is, uh, something that really disappointed you growing up um well it it's never it's not like the traditional things like when I found out no Santa and no tooth fairy no Easter bunny no shit like that um because my parents my mom and my grandmom they didn't really like raise me to believe in that and not that I didn't have Christmas or anything or I didn't get a dollar under my pillow when my tooth fell out it was just they just I guess didn't see the need in telling me that. Like For Christmas, the the way I got Christmas gifts is if you do what you're told, you do good in school, and you do your chores around the house, and you listen, and you get rewarded. That's, that's just how it went for me. It was never like, you know, uh, the guy is going to come in the house and give you the gifts. Like, no, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to get you what you want. But you just have to make sure during the year that you just – do everything that you're supposed to do, and that's just how I was raised. So it was never anything like that. Um, I would say, let me think. Oh, you know what? You know, this is kind of like left field-ish. Um, you know, growing up, you know, just, I love music and I still love music to this day. Um, and I'm a real big fan of Michael Jackson. And, you know, like him or hate him, you cannot deny Michael Jackson is one of the most talented people to ever walk this planet you know like him or not agree with all the things the stories that was written about him and the things that came out and all those things but he is one of the most talented individuals to ever walk this earth so you know love him or hate him that is still true and my favorite michael jackson song is smooth criminal um if you guys don't know smooth criminal it's um you've been hit by you've been struck by a smooth criminal that song And the video is great because he's like in a like a club slash bar slash. It looked like a club slash bar slash like saloon. And he's in the all white suit and he's singing and dancing, interacting with people in the in the place. And then at the end of the video, he does this big dance number and he stands flat footed on the ground and he leans his body all the way forward. So his feet never move. His feet are planted on the ground. He's flat footed and he manages to lean out his body all the way outward. And I just was like blown away. Like, oh, my God. Like, how did he do that? Like, he's amazing. Like, it just blew my mind when I was like 14 or so. Uh, I was in high school, and I don't know how Michael Jackson came up, but I was just telling them, like, yeah, you know, my favorite Michael Jackson song is Smooth Criminal. And I really loved the video when he planted his feet on the ground and leaned out. And someone just blurted out, yeah, he was like, yeah, Yo, you know, that was fake, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, that shit was fake. They had some shit, they had some like hooks in the floor, and they hooked the shoes to that, and he was able to lean out like that. He didn't do that shit naturally. That shit was all fake. Man, that broke my little heart, man. That broke my heart. Because I just thought, like, if there was any person to be able to defy gravity, it would be Michael Jackson. (laughs) That shit broke my heart, man. Finding out that the Smooth Criminal video, that shit was fake. That shit fucking broke my heart, dog. It really did. Like, it really broke my heart. So, uh, yes, that was one of the biggest disappointments I encountered growing up. Um, the next one says, what is one of your worst qualities? Man, this is all negative today. <laughs> you got me crying. You got me disappointed. Now you want me to tell you the worst qualities. Um, I would say that one of my worst qualities is I suffer from a disease called right-itis. Um, right-itis is basically the disease that makes me feel that I'm right all the time like in the majority of situations, I always feel like I'm right. And of course that gets you into some hot water when you deal with people and shit. You always think it's you right. Um but the reason why I've developed this disease right itis is and maybe this is just a disease talking, but the majority of the time I'm right. Like <laughs> I know I'm not helping my case, but like I would say that I'd be right about shit out of like a 85% clip. 85% of the time, I'd be right about shit. So that doesn't help, you know, obviously my right is, but I'd be right, God damn it! And yeah, okay, it's not cool to always think that you're right about shit. Yeah, I understand. But when you're shooting the percentage that I'm shooting from the field, I mean, God damn, I got to have a little something, but... Yes, 100 percent. I suffer from right itis. I think that I'm right all the time, all the time. And I'm usually right all the fucking time. But yes, I, you know, I understand that that rubs people the wrong way and shit. So it is, I would imagine, a pretty bad quality. And the last one says, what is the craziest thing one of your teachers has done? Um, well, the craziest I can't speak about because it was a real heinous thing. It didn't happen to me, but um, it was a real heinous thing that happened in high school, um, with a teacher and some other students. I can't speak on it. All I can say is if you know, you know. Um, and I, you know, just to show respect to the victims of what happened, I can't really, I cannot and I will not speak on that because. It it was a, a real situation with that, um, but I will tell you one of the funnier stories that a teacher what happened with a teacher, and I was in the eleventh grade, and um, in the eleventh grade, if you guys you know remember, um, you take your PSAT test, and the PSAT is the practice version of the SAT test that you take when you're a senior in high school. So um, they did it during the official attendance period. And I don't even know if high schools do that. The official attendance period when I was in school was third period. So that you get officially accounted for your attendance. And then you take the test. My third period class decided that we weren't taking that fucking test. Fuck that test. And, (laughs) and we had just like made that decision. Like, nah, we ain't taking that shit. Fuck that. And especially because our normal third period teacher was not there, they had a cover, uh, uh, a sub. And you know because you're administering a test, you don't really need to know anything. All you have to do is hand out the tests and just sit there and wait for the kids to finish. So the person who covered our third period class, where we would do our PSAT, his name was Mr. Brown. And he was a gym teacher and he was West Indian. He was a West Indian gym teacher and um, you know, no one and just to be honest, no one respected him. Like <laughs> no one respected him. Like kids would be like, just tell him fuck you and all like, shit. And it's not funny, it's disrespectful. <laughs> You'd be walking the, hallway. <laughs> the kids would be like, Fuck you, bro. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> like I'm not lying. Um shout out to Samuel Gompers High School, man. Anyway. He comes in, he covers our class. So we're all mentally like, yo, we're not doing shit. Fuck that. So he's trying to administer the test. He's trying to, he hands it out. He's standing in the front. He's trying to read the instructions and no one's listening. No one's listening. Kids are talking. We're laughing. We're joking, throwing paper airplanes, shooting paper balls into the trash. Like no one is paying attention to this man at all. Everyone is blatantly disregarding him so he's trying to restore order um in into the into class period like as he's you know trying to administer the test in that he's starting to get frustrated and you know kids if the kids if this is just a thing with kids if kids see that they're getting under your skin they're going to try harder to get under your skin <laughs> so so as he's um trying to calm everyone down and do you know administer the test we noticed that he's getting frustrated so now we start laughing longer and we start talking louder and everything like we're really pissing this dude off so he's starting to get mad and again he's west indian and this is my caution to the wind my west indian accent is very bad but i'm gonna try to imitate him so he's trying to calm us down, and he's starting to get mad. So he starts, hey, no, shut up, no, shut up. Right? He's doing that. And everyone is hilarious to everyone in the class. So we're, fuck it. Now we're just laughing at him. And then he gets really mad. he His eyes get real big, and he says, shut up, the bumper mouth. <laughs> Shut up, neighbor, and, buckle out, and he take um he took he took the eraser the chalkboard eraser and threw it against the wall and then stormed out of the class oh my god we laughed so hard at that shit like we were laughing so hard we were laughing tears was in our eyes like we oh my god it was the funniest shit ever and then of course he snitched Ugh came back with the assistant principal and then the assistant principal reprimanded us. And then we had to take the test and everything. So yeah, that shit was, that's one of the funniest, the funniest moments of my high school life. And (laughs) he, he was so mad. That's just one of the funniest shits ever. I always remember that shit. I'm never going to forget that. And, um, but again, kids out there, if there are listening, don't do like me take your education seriously (laughs) and um you know you know when you when the teacher comes in give them respect do your exams and all things because it's for your benefit so that's just my clean it up moment kids out there take your examination seriously and thank you again guys for the questions i really truly appreciate them um just the overall engagement with me um you know you guys really like help me um to continue to have the confidence to come in here every week and create and do my best you know and um i really truly appreciate all the love and support that i've received um so thank you again guys for the questions and feel free to send more in if you feel so inclined and um i appreciate them thank you next on the docket i want to talk about um the latest in uh in in caucasity news (laughs) um caucasity is uh basically just the audacity of the caucasian people shout out to and america bronx legends um elon musk um for those who do not know um he's a he's a very successful man he's an engineer he's an industrial designer um he is the founder ceo of tesla uh tesla is basically a, a car uh, or more than a car, but uh, they make cars that um, are primarily electricity ran and um, showcase high technology in the car. So he's like he, he's like the mastermind or the um, architect behind Tesla. Um, so that's you know his claim to fame and his girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure what their relationship is. He referred to her as his partner. Um, His partners, her name is Grimes. Um, I don't know if that's a real name. I don't think it is, but she's a um, she's from Canada and she's a she's a singer. I believe she's a singer. They had a child um, earlier this week, which is great. I mean, I'm not it's definitely not caucasity to have a child, but you're going to see where the caucasity comes in. They broke basically just broke the Internet with what they've named their child. They named their child, quote, X-A-E-A-12. Bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> um, and no one knew, really knew what it meant. Like, everyone was just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, are these mo- rich people really can get under your skin in a different type of way? Like, these motherfuckers just do whatever, like, and because they don't worry about money, X-A-E-A-12 is never going to have to worry about getting a job. So <laughs> they literally just named their kids whatever, like whatever. X-A-E-A-12. So, of course, everyone thought it was a troll. Um, you know, oh, they're just trolling because, you know, people wouldn't be in their business. So let's just say some stupid shit. And, um, you know, that's our kid's name. Right. Which OK, which is a different way to look at it. Like if it's people just want to be in your business, like, yo, let me enjoy my child. Why are you trying to be in my business? He, oh, you want to know the name? It's this bullshit. I actually kind of fuck with that. But it's true. That is the child's name. Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast said in regards to the name. First of all, my partner is the one who actually mostly came up with the name. She's great at names. Asked about the pronunciation. Must broke it down as follows. It is just X, the letter X, and the A-E is pronounced Ash, and then A-12 is my contribution. Archangel 12 is the precursor to the sr 71 the coolest plane ever. It's true. So, and then Grimes confirmed it with a tweet. X is the unknown variable. A-E, my elven spelling of A-I, love and or artificial intelligence and A12 the airplane um so the pronunciation i guess is x-arch x-archangel 12 like enough man <laughs> enough enough <sighs> y- oh, y'all motherfuckers man y'all y'all really get on my nerves with this bullshit seriously x as sash archangel dash 12 that's his name like that's the little boy name and and in my opinion this is just kind of elon musk is like he's a i mean he's very rich and successful and all that shit and i'm never gonna try to shit on him in terms of that because his mind is very elite he has an elite mind but he's a fucking geek like he does shit like just to try to look cool and all that shit but he's really like not cool at all and he just looks like a guy with a lot of money who just wants to be cool he's like the guy the kid who um had he was a single uh only child and he would basically just like let you do anything that you wanted or he would like invite you over to his house and all that shit just so you could be his friend like he would basically do whatever it took to be cool or so that you would be his friend like, that's what Elon Musk comes across as to me. Like, he came out with the um the Tesla Cybertruck. This is the $30,000, just the most indestructible truck. Nothing can break this truck. And so they had it on the display, and the guy, random-ass guy, said, they said, okay, try to break the truck. They gave him a, a brick. Throw the brick against the window, and it won't break. We guarantee it. Regular dude, looked like about 5'10". Maybe 185 pounds. Ain't no, you know, it wasn't no world's strongest man type guy. Threw the brick and the ship shattered. Like, I was like, yo, look at this fucking herb. This guy's a fucking geek. Like, just straight up geek. In my opinion. In my opinion. The car is fantastic. It's a great car. He's a very educated mind. He's a very powerful mind. He is. I'm never going to shit on him in terms of, like, his intellectual capacity, but... He's a fucking geek, man. He's a geek. He's a fucking, fucking Herb. Exash Shark Angel 12 is his kid's name, dog. They had to write that on the birth certificate. And I know the doctors and nurses was looking like, these niggas is bugging, like, <laughs> these niggas are straight up looking. but shout out to y'all man shout out to grime shout out to elon shout out to xash archangel 12 i mean it is it is a child so i'm not never not gonna like shit on a kid but fucking stupid man Fuck. how could someone so smart be so stupid at the same time it's crazy to me but that's that's caucasity man that and that is the the audacity of this caucasity <laughs> enough for elon man i'm off elon (laughs) next on the docket i want to talk about loyalty and i mean loyalty in the way that dj khaled is loyal so um you know how everyone's doing the instagram live thing you know because there's really nothing going on coronavirus has shut everything down Blah 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 you heard it a thousand times dj khaled um did an Instagram live and he invited, you know, invited people to them, talking to them, asking them when his next album's coming out or, you know, uh say we the best or whatever, just regular engagement with fans. Um then he invited a um a woman into the chat. He didn't think anything of it, but things took a turn for the worst. Um the woman who he invited is a random lady Just started twerking on his Instagram live, and that's usually like what Tory Lanez does, like quarantine radio. He was doing that, he was having girls twerk and all that stuff. But DJ Khaled is married and has a kid and another kid on the way, he's really not in the market for that. So when the woman starts twerking, he starts panicking, (laughs) freaking out, like, Please stop, stop, wait, no, stop. I got a family, no, please stop, wait, no. And the girl kept, she wasn't listening. And then he was he was freaking out. <laughs> so I have the clip here. I'm gonna play it for you, and then uh, we will go from
0: there. Hey. Hi. Oh, shit. oh shit. Um. Um. Oh shit. Oh shit. No. 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 Don't do <laughs> I'm, 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 no, that. No, I, I, I have I, to I, get I, the water. I, no, it's all love. No, I, I got love and everything. I was saying like, you know, saying I got a family and and everything like you were saying, no, I got love. Water, no, 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 I got love. This is fair love. No, 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 I'm good. No, I, no, 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 no. No, no I'm just uh, talking to me normal. Talk to me normal. Talk to me normal. Talk to me normal. Don't do that. Don't... Yo, I, I, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I got love. I got love. love. I have, you know, I have love. I got, I got love. No, nah, I can't. I can't.
1: Shout out to DJ Khaled, man. Extreme loyalty. <laughs> Extreme loyalty. He was. He really was like panicking. Like, quit, stop, please. No, I got love. I got family. No, don't do that. No. (laughs) Shout out to him, man. And then he wrote on it. Um, he posted the video, of course, and then he put as his caption: "I have love for everyone, but please take it easy when I'm on fan love." Ag. Again, I have love for everyone, but please be respectful. Nothing but love. Bless up. Shout out to DJ Khaled, man. Shout out to DJ Khaled. That is a family man right there. Shout out to him, man. Much love, much respect for him because Shorty look good. I ain't I ain't gonna front. I ain't got no time to front. Shorty look good. And she was trying to <clears throat> she was trying to pour water on herself as she was twerking. So, you know, the average Joe would just, you know, see what she was talking about. But not DJ Khaled, though one of the most loyal people in the game. Shout out to DJ Khaled he is the best last on the docket i want to spend a little time and um talk about the tragic death of ahmaud aubrey the 25 year old black man who was killed in um georgia um that has dominated the press the news and really touched my heart in a um in a real way um you know it happens so frequently that you kind of like, you kind of like get numb a little bit to it. Like so many young black people are killed, you know, from Trayvon Martin to Freddie Gray to Mike Brown to Terrence Crutcher, both of Jean, um, you know, the list goes on and on and on of people, black people just being killed for no other reason than they're just black people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I'm going to read the, the the details of it um, for people who maybe aren't aware. And, you know, we would go from there. Um, this is from the New York Times. <clears throat> two white men who were seen on a widely shared video as one of them fatally shot Ahmad Aubrey, a 25 year old black man, were arrested and charged on Thursday in connection with the shooting. Two days after graphic footage became public and more than two months after the killing itself. The men, Gregory McMichael and his son, Travis McMichael, were each charged with murder and aggravated and aggravated assault and booked into a jail in the coastal Glen County, Georgia, where the killing took place. The details of Mr. Aubrey's killing and the fact that no one had been arrested in the months since it happened led to a wave of outrage nationwide. Public pressure for an arrest intensified on Tuesday with the release of the video that showed Mr. Aubrey running towards a truck, engaging in a struggle with a man and holding um, engaging in a struggle with a man holding a shotgun and then falling to the ground. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation in a news release stated that it was Travis McMichael who shot who shot and killed Mr. Aubrey on February the 23rd. A police report said that McMichaels had grabbed two guns and followed Mr. Aubrey in a truck as he ran past them. Gregory McMichael later told police Mr. Aubrey looked like a suspect in a string of nearby break ins. The video of the shooting, taken from inside of the vehicle, shows Mr. Aubrey running along a shaded two lane residential road when he comes upon a white truck with a man standing beside its open driver's side door. Another man is in the bed of the pickup truck. Mr. Aubrey runs around the pickup truck and disappears briefly from view. Muffled shouting can be heard before Mr. Aubrey emerges, tussling with the man outside the truck as three shotgun blasts echo. This case is the latest in the United States raised raise concerns about racial inequalities in the justice system. Documents obtained by the New York Times show that a Georgia, a Georgia prosecutor who had the case for weeks before recusing himself over a conflict of interest had advised the Glenn County Police Department that there was, quote, insufficient probable cause to issue arrest warrants for The McMichaels. Now guys, man, um shit like this like really touches my heart, like and I'm I'm extremely still. I'm not desensitized to it. I'm extremely hypersensitive to shit like this. Just the fact that the the way that the world makes it seem that blackness is a death sentence. Like the mere fact that you're black means that someone can just kill you. For no other reason than you're black. And this young man was just taking a jog, exercising. Exercising. Running along in the daytime. Minding his business. Just going for a jog. And two people took it into their hands to take his life. And um, and there's so many factors that contribute into this. There's so many... Racial factors that contribute to this, the fact that he was shot and killed on February the 23rd and these two men weren't arrested until early May. The fact that the the police, I'm sorry, the district attorney of the of the county advised the police that there was insufficient probable cause when there's a video showing him running and two men approaching him and then shooting and killing him and they shot him 3 times with a shotgun it's just it's so heartbreaking man it it is it's so heartbreaking that that our lives are just are are just at risk every single day every single day and and there's really no sense of urgency in 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 Legislate injustice, because if it's not black people being murdered by the police in cold blood is black people being murdered by civilians in cold blood. And nine times out of 10, those people just get a slap on the wrist. A slap on the wrist. George Zimmerman. He was a civilian. Um, the woman who killed Botham Jean in his home. I forget her name. I believe it was Amber something a civilian. These two men, the McMichaels killed their civilians. Sean Bell was killed by the police. Um, Freddie Gray was killed by the police. Mike Brown was killed by the police. Terrence Crutcher was killed by the police. Um, there are so many, there are just so many instances and cases of our lives just being taken for nothing more than the fact that we are black people. And, um, you know I, I i really like i don't i don't know what i don't i don't know what he could have done differently like it's not like he was causing a ruckus it's not like he was bringing attention to himself he was just going for a jog a young man just wanted to exercise and it is not illegal to be black that's what i really want to drive home it is not illegal to be a black person and the fact that we are just being hunted and killed like like it's like we're deer or like it's a sport is is very very heart-wrenching and um i just want to say rest in peace to ahmad you are gone but you are not forgotten and um it's it's just very sad it's just extremely sad that young man had his whole life ahead of him and he didn't want to do anything but just go for a run like just it's like the just the simplest things going for a run get you killed just going out to exercise get you get you a death sentence It it's it's just it's just really sad. It's just really sad and my heart is just very heartbreaking. Um but rest in peace, man. Rest in peace to Ahmad Aubrey. You are gone, but you're not forgotten, man. And let's hope that we can do the right thing this time and bring these bring these two killers to justice. These two racist killers. Let's hope that they can be brought to justice. Um and also rest in peace to um little Richard. Um, who a lot of if you don't know um, Was a rock and roll singer um, Very charismatic man um, He passed away And um, Andre Harrell also passed away Rest in peace um, Andre Harrell was involved in the music business He was the founder of a record label called Uptown Records And he is uh, very affiliated with uh, the Diddy Camp So rest in peace to these three beautiful black men you are gone, but you are not forgotten. And um, let's just hope that in this case where the justice system has failed us as black people so many times previously can can see that this man did nothing wrong and that these two killers can be brought to justice. Um, so if you join me, I'd like to have a moment of silence for the life And the legacy of Ahmaud Aubrey, 25 years old. Thank you. And that will wrap it up. Episode number 14 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. Let's just take the steps, guys, and just just be safe out there man Just be safe Be safe out there Whether it's um, protecting yourself from the coronavirus Keeping your head on a swivel from a murder hornet Or you know Just keeping both eyes open When you're in neighborhoods that may be unfamiliar to you Because it just seems like Any reason to kill a black person People will use that reason to kill a black person um, But again guys I just want you guys to stay safe out there man Just stay safe and protect your family protect your loved ones protect your friends do what you can to keep everyone safe and protected and um i'm gonna fade you guys out with a great song it's called threat to society by two chains off the album rap or go to the league and i play snoop in the front and i'm playing two chains at the end because i feel like two chains is like the reinvented version of snoop like snoop um like I just see so much of Snoop in Two Chains, so I wanted to like start it with Snoop and end with Two Chains, and I really like Two Chains. I'm a big fan, um, so I'm gonna play that for you. And this has been the Bronx Buyers Podcast, episode number fourteen. We out.
0: Master of my own fate and I own my own masters Don't let this smooth taste fool you. When I bust I school you. They throw rocks so high behind the computer It's yellow tape and white chalk when I'm on the beat Yeah, you rich, but your talk is cheap Never see me trying to walk with sheep I'm so faint can't even cough in peace Your alter ego is Maltese. I was waiting for Antique Punkin' release you niggas crying over spilled milk. Probably never seen your friend kill. Probably never seen your dad die. Or play dodgeball with bedtime. I done some things I ain't proud of. Like, so my mom drugs. The devil put something toxic in me. Demons trying to have an auction in me. They wanna sell my soul. Going once, going twice. Never sold. Best story that was never told. Keep in mind that I have several episodes. A lot of things to be thankful for. A wife and three kids. I may make it for, Never get the credit I deserve. I don't know if you hear every word. I don't get the credit I deserve. Rest in peace, Johnny. Really hadn't birds. Yeah, I'm a threat. I'm a threat. Threat. Yeah, I'm a threat, I'm a threat, threat, threat threat. You know I'm a threat, I'm a threat, threat, threat Yeah, I'm a threat, I'm a threat, threat, threat They wanna know where the jump shot come from Coach Outlaw taught me the beef method Balance eye contact, elbow room follow through See, that's what I was taught to do I probably learned more from Coach Gwen Than I did from my own kin yeah, the streets was my sensei I sold dope and rap about it on my mixtape I had respect but I gained more You'd rather be underrated or unemployed yeah. mm. Think on Keisha ring big enough to skate on it, my lifestyle big enough to hate on it, just beat hard enough to put J on it, My like y'all too big to put a rake on it, but I got the color and the wraith on it, never get the credit I deserve, I don't know if you hearin' every word, I don't get the credit I deserve, rest in peace, Johnny really had them birds, yeah I'm a threat I'm a threat 333 <finale> Yeah I'm a threat I'm a threat 333 You know I'm a threat I'm a threat 333 Yeah I'm a threat I'm a threat 333